This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. The experiment was a success. Begin Life Force Reboot Program now. Stand clear. Life signs stable. It's alive. Set it loose. This is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. What do these have in common? Robbing banks, urinating in public, drunk harassing children, kicking and fighting police during arrest, stalking children on the internet, Attacking 74-year-old women with a two-by-four. Flashing people on the streets. Sexually harassing co-workers. Breaking into corporate board meetings to make a stand. Accidentally abducting children. Actually abducting children. Brings presents, then robs them for cash. Getting arrested in front of crying children. What do all of those have in common? Except, you know, other than I get they're all crimes. I got got that it's a crime that that these human beings are, are doing crimes. Other than that, other than those petty little things called crimes, what do those all have in common? Yes, all people dress like Santa Claus. Merry Christmas. Welcome to the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Merry, Merry Christmas. It is the Christmas season. The lights are lit. The main tree, I'm told, in New York is lit. Yes. No justice, no tree. Wrong. We lit it. Okay? Rock Center said, hey, we're lighting this thing. We brought this big-ass tree into this city. We're lighting it. Okay? So you go ahead and walk the streets all you want. We're putting on a show when we're lighting it. And they did. So Merry Christmas. Just beware of those Santa Clauses. Just beware of those Santa Clauses. Okay? Yeah. Now, you know the real story. I mean, everybody everybody wants to know, you know, the um, the Christmas story of every year that you get to hear. How much, how much would I have to pay for all the items if I bought them all on the 12 Days of Christmas song. Now, you know you've heard it already, right? You've been listening to the Christmas music. Everywhere I turn around, I'm hearing Christmas music now. Everywhere. Plus, uh, the guy that I work for here in uh, Dallas, uh, you may have heard of him, Glenn Beck. Uh, he uh, is playing Christmas music all through the Mercury Studios every day. And uh, so... I've asked. I've said, look, dude, turn it off. Okay? Nobody wants to hear that crap. He still leaves it on. He still leaves it on. So we got Christmas music just blasting through the Mercury Studios, which is actually it's really nice. And it's Christmas music all the time. My wife plays it all year long. I come in the house in the middle of July. There's a Christmas song on. So, I mean, it's Christmas season now, baby. It's time to play them every second of the day. But if you heard the song 12 Days of Christmas, it's, uh, you know you have to know how much you'd spend on things, right? I know you're thinking to yourself, but 
I wouldn't buy those things. Really? You wouldn't? You know you want. What do you want for Christmas? Yeah, exactly. If someone brought you the 12 days of Christmas, what would you think? Thank you. I love you. So if you bought every gift in the 12 days of Christmas, every time they were mentioned, okay, more than $116,000. I got to tell you, that doesn't sound that bad. Right? It really doesn't. 12 guests mentioned mentioned in the song. Uh, you'd pay more if you bought it online. Buying some of the gifts online uh, were, uh, it costs more to buy it in person. So that's why you should shop online. Really. You should. Okay, so you got a set of 12 gifts. Uh, buying the same gifts online. You call them, if you bought it, gifts each time it was mentioned. 364 in total, $116,273. It's only up over 1%, so things are fine. That's a fine. Now, prices for turtle doves, gold rings, swans stayed the same. Geese a laying, 70% increase. Woo, man, that is not good. Geese, geese is laying. I'm trying to find the maids of milking. Anyway, it's going to cost you 116000 The only reason I want you to know that is because when you go out to buy a gift for someone, you think, I'm not spending one hundred sixteen grand on you, pal. Okay? Here's what you get. This is all you get for Christmas, okay? And be happy about it. All right? Now, I'm scanning the globe last night, you know, surfing the web. And uh, I find a commercial for a product that's a darn good product, I think. It appears to be good. It is uh, for a product called potpourri. Now, I started out by telling you what uh, all these people uh, creating crimes have in common, and that's Santa Claus, right? They're dressed up as Santa Claus. And who doesn't have a Santa Claus suit? (laughs) Everyone. And uh, although I can't find my little black boot things. Anyway, I hope they're in one of my Christmas boxes. So this company, Potpourri Toilet Spray. Now they've got a few commercials all around. The other ones are, I'll I'll tweet a, a link uh, for the entire commercial because I'm going to play the commercial because the video is really good too. Uh, and you'll get the gist of it. I'm going to play the audio uh, from the video. Fantastic. Fantastic. Makes me want to buy the product. Plus, it's also making, you know, it's another way. And I don't know that I like it. I mean, it's funny to me. I like it. I got it. It's funny. But it is kind of like the, uh, you know, humanizing of Santa Claus. I guess we've always done that. We've always kind of done it. But it's kind of the humanizing of Santa. However, the commercial is based on Santa Claus coming into the house and having to use the bathroom. Okay. And then getting caught by the family. And it's pretty Damn funny. He's trying to find the bathroom. Oh. So this is Santa Claus. I'm the I'm the I'm the Lou now. Father Christmas? 
Oh, uh, hi. I, I, I didn't mean to wake you. Was just trying to find the loo. It wasn't you. It's that stench. I'm sorry, dearie. Just well, go back to sleep. I was dreaming of sugar plums. Then along came the ghost of Christmas ass. Uh, listen, just just give me a second, okay? And I'll wrap this right up. What is that smell? Oh, jeez. Who is he, Nicholas? Please, girls, go back to bed. He's dropping Yule yeah. logs down his chimney. Come on now, a little privacy hey. would be great. I've been holding this thing since Dubai. The whole house smells like a gingerbread manslaughter. I'm sorry. Uh, it's the milk and cookies, okay? Over. Every year destroys me. Well, now that you're here, dumping lumps of coal in our toilet, what did you get me for Christmas? Grizz. I don't make a meal of it, okay? It's not that bad. Look what I found. Jesus, there's another one. <laughs> Whoa, put that back. That's I was looking around good. for that horrible Tremendous. stench, and I found this under the tree. That's not for <gasps> you. iPhones, hundreds of them, all for us. As soon as I'm done here, I'm going to get those gifts back, oh and you're all going on the naughty list. Oh, yeah? Then I'm going to put you on Instagram. Hashtag busted. Do you know who I am? Think about it. You have any idea? Put it in the cloud with the stinky thoughts. You can't blackmail Santa. Look, Kringle, you never should have pinched off a hot slice of fruitcake without using poopery. Poopery? Poopery, the gift that stops stinking. Since we're exchanging gifts, here's one for you. Next time, spritz the bowl before you go, and no one else will ever know. So you can keep sneaking without reeking. And your dingleberries will smell like jingleberries. Poopery, baby. Anything else? Yeah, Santa, hurry up. I really need to take a sh <laughs> all right, all right. Now they go through their little jingle, a little poopery jingle. Fantastic commercial, though. Fantastic. I'll tweet that out at Jeffy MRA, and I'll put that up on my Facebook page too. Jeffy Fisher, tremendous Santa Claus. Oh Jesus! There's another one. You're listening to the Jeff Fisher Show, the Blaze Radio Network. Jeff Fisher Show. Welcome to it. 888-900-3393 is the phone number if you choose to use it. Coming up right after this broadcast, Michael Pelko with Piero Pelko on the Blaze Radio Network. You know, really, when you think about it, why do you even change the dial? And is there a dial anymore? Speaking of dials, why do you even change the internet link? Stay right here. Because you got the Glenn Beck weekend after that. Chris Salcedo live. Mike Slater live. Joe Pags live. Hello. That's your Saturday. And I know uh, Michael Pelka, uh, Stuntbrain, at Stuntbrain on Twitter, just said the good time to do your honey-do list. Uh, yeah, no. It's a good time to listen. Sit back. Drink some coffee. Relax. The honey-do list will wait. She'll do it. She'll do it later. So anyway, here in Dallas, where's that stupid story? I gotta find that stupid story now because I don't know all I can think about. I got an idea. Dallas newspapers, Mercury Studios. I almost fell. I almost crashed my chair. You, that would have been live live radio right there had I fallen over. And you'd say, "Boy, I bet nobody's ever done that before." Well, yes, I have. But anyway. I almost fell over in the chair, which would have been really funny because it would have kicked the desk and the microphone and you would have heard it all and been a part of it with me. 
Now you're saying to yourself, geez, why didn't you do that, Jeff? Because I stupidly saved myself instead of thinking of you. I apologize. So the Dallas Morning News, I, listen, newspapers are, are a, a dying breed. Okay, and they're just trying to hold on. I got it. I got it. So here in Dallas, there's a reviewer, Leslie Brenner, and she goes out and reviews restaurants, right? Now, there's restaurants that are, you know, all ticked that she's out giving them bad reviews or good reviews or whatever, and, and so they don't want to serve her. Well, and now they've decided. They've gotten together. They've got their little restaurant tour cabal together, and they've said, look, to each other, look, we're not going to charge her. Okay, when she comes in, we are not going to charge her. So then I'm they're guessing and they're thinking and I believe the newspaper with their, you know, some kind of journalistic whatever say, well, if she's not paying it, we can't we can't review it and it's not the same thing and journalistic integrity and we can't uh huh. Okay. Here you go. So she goes in and she wants to review a restaurant and they see her and they say, no, we're not going to charge you. You can get what you want, whatever, but we're not going to charge you. But DMN, and there's a big sign that they hang up over the cash register in the in the restaurants. DMN doesn't pay here. Dallas Morning News doesn't pay here. So apparently, now she, go, she went out and... Uh, you know, they're making their big thing. And this has been tried in other cities before where restaurants have tried to get together and block reviewers. And it really worked out that well. Because one guy will stand up to the to the crowd and say no. And the rest of the restaurants will be like, well, you know, let her come in and we'll let them come in and we'll, we'll feed them and let them, let them review us and hopefully it'll be, you know, business. Now, uh, the campaign against... Uh, Leslie Brenner uh, and her star system has already gone uh, way farther than all the other places. Um, he's got, uh, they've got uh, six or seven big restaurants uh, in the Dallas area, and they're they're claiming that they're going to get uh, more. Okay, now uh, she is calling. I mean, it's kind of like the Dallas restaurant and the Dallas restaurant. Uh, food critic war because she's using the uh, uh, she's using the Barack Obama plan of method on the local radio station on, on local public radio program. She's calling the instigators a fringe group. Oh, a fringe group. Okay, yeah, because there's eight million restaurants and only you know ten of them, but the ten of them are the big restaurants in the area, right? And they're the ten that people would actually you know maybe look at the reviews, and that's her gig. So now they're, you know, the newspaper saying they're having a hard time. Uh, she, uh, you know, they can't, they can't get her out. They won't pay her. So she went out uh, and dressed up and actually snuck into a restaurant and paid for it and then did a review. Okay. Well, here you go, Dallas Morning News. Here's an idea for you. Okay. Here's an idea for you. And this is an idea that you all can use. And and by the way, uh, DMN, uh, you're welcome on this, okay? This is from me to you. All right, maybe save you a little bit. Make you a little money and save you a little bit of time before your newspaper goes to hell. Okay. The food critic can dress up incognito and go to these restaurants pay and 
then review them. Now, you say, well, she did that and she doesn't want to do that. And she, it's, it's, yeah, okay, here's what you do. You film her getting made up and talking about what restaurant she's going to, okay, and what she plans to order, that kind of stuff. And you put that on your website. Huh? Huh? And you make that part of the deal so that then she goes and she does it and you can film as much as you want. You can give her the, you know, you can give her the glass cam, the hat cam, the butt cam, whatever cam you want to give her. Go into the restaurant, review, come back out and review. And then you'll have the article in the newspaper. She can write the article. You can print it. You can roll the newspapers down the line with all the ink and wasted cut down trees. And you can all post it online so that people can go and watch the video of her getting ready, of what she looks like. What she looks like going into the restaurant. How she's treated as the 80-year-old lady. How she's treated as the, the man. How she's treated. And you'll have those videos that people will go to your website and watch. They may even sell some newspapers because you could use that maybe on the, I don't know, maybe the bottom fold. And if you wanted to split a little bit once in a while when it's a slow news day, which I know aren't many, but when it's a slow news day, you put it on the, the top fold. So there she is, and people will go, oh, who's that? That's our food critic. And you make a big decision, so you go after the restaurants and fight back a little bit. Just fight back, just a, just a little bit. That's all you need to do. Okay. Yeah, that's what I thought. Because I couldn't figure out why in the heck it was such a big deal. Okay, if you're a restaurant, do you want the reviewer to come in? Plus, I, apparently she has a review for all restaurants. It's the same thing. doesn't matter. Uh, you know, you get the star system, and whether you're a barbecue place or whether you're a French cuisine restaurant, you get the same star system. Now, you think to yourself, well, restaurants should be, you know, should be about service and presentation and the taste of the food, and that's it, right? Something like that. And price. Uh, but really, when you go to a barbecue place, do you expect the same? You expect, you know, the food to taste good. You expect the service to be good. You expect, you know, the price to be comparable. Uh, you expect, you know, the accommodations to be okay. But you don't expect to have the service be different. The service is, you know, you know what I'm talking about. The service would be different experience. The experience itself is different at each different type of restaurant. So it should have some kind of, you know, variation on the rating system. However, that having been said, Dallas Morning News, just film her getting made up. Film her going into the restaurant. Let her do the review online. Let her post the article in the newspaper and sell some newspapers. Sell sell some ads on your inter- on your online newspaper before the rest of the whole thing goes to hell and you just have to shut it down okay <laughs> yeah dmn you're welcome this is the jeff fisher show Only on the Blaze Radio Network.
This is the Jeff Fisher Show. All right, welcome to it. Thanks for coming along for the ride of the Blaze Radio Network. And I just realized that I wanted to talk about something, but I can't talk about it until I have my uh, soundtrack. Then you hit the mic and it falls over. Why is that so low? (laughs) All right, mid-season finale of The Walking Dead. Pretty good. And it won won the night. I mean, my gosh, we had... uh, uh, It beat Sunday night football, right? I think so. I think I saw where are my ratings. I should, you know, if a person who actually uh, uh, does a show and thinks about doing a show, you know, I don't know who would do such a thing, but uh, they would actually, they might think about what they were going to talk about before they came back on the air, but that would just be stupid. It'd be stupid. People don't do shows like that, do they? Really? Seriously? All right, whatever. And now I can't find the ratings. They beat Sunday Sunday Night Football, and uh, the and Alabama Auburn beat Sunday Night Football along with and the Walking Dead won them all for last weekend. So tremendous, tremendous weekend for the Walking Dead. Now, last Saturday, after the show, I get a tweet saying, "I'm sure you're aware of this, but I just wanted to let you know." That uh, The Walking Dead is, uh, and they send me a link to a Craigslist post where it says, uh, hey, Walking Dead is casting people in Pennsylvania. And I thought, what? Okay. Now, they, the original one that I saw, which is now down, uh, didn't say anything about a, the companion series to The Walking Dead. It specifically talked about casting for The Walking Dead and wanted uh, people from 14 to 65, and they were looking for possible characters and uh, side characters, you know, guest shot appearances and walkers and stuff. Okay, so I'm thinking, wait a second. I have been telling Walking Dead for how long I wanted to be a walker. I mean, I, that's all I want. I don't want to be. I don't want to be a, a star in one of your companion series, you know. Unless, of course, you ask. I don't want to be show up and have you know have to put up with Rick, you know. Unless you ask. I just want to be a walker. That's all. I just want to be able to look up and say, "Yeah, that's me." Because I mean, how many times do you look up and you see a walker in the in the herd and you go, "That was me." Maybe you don't, but I do. That was me. That was me right there. <laughs> If I, oh, my family thinks I'm so funny. They, they enjoy that line, too. So you can use it. You use it on your family, too. You see something something like that on TV, you say, that was me. I did that the other day. Shot that the other day. They laugh. Oh, they laugh so hard. So anyway, those of you that thought that they were uh, uh, casting in Pennsylvania, eh, 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 wrong. Wrong. All of them are down. They're, most of them are down from the Craigslist. Uh, they're saying that uh, not, uh, no. Walking Dead is saying no. 
not happening. Now, apparently, there's a uh, a talent agency, and I don't know if I was the stories that I read were a little shaky on whether the talent agency was actually using talent, be able to get to The Walking Dead, but they were charging people a bunch of money, which is a you know a lot of talent agencies do that. Come in, we'll take your picture, we'll do all this. Oh, you're beautiful. Pay us a thousand. And then after the thousand, we'll put you in front of uh, one television producer and one movie producer, and then pay us some more th- more money to get you in front of more people. Stuff like that. So it's kind of, you know, I I'm hesitant to say a ripoff because if you believe that it'll work, and it has worked for some people, so it's just expensive, and it seems like there would be an easier, cheaper way to go about it. That's all. But here in America, it's capitalism. And if they can get you in without fraud and take your picture and take your money and put you in front of people that could actually put you on television or in the movies, and that's what you want, good for them. But the casting for The Walking Dead has been uh, a BS alert uh, on Craigslist, so I apologize. Last Sunday, the mid-season finale of The Walking Dead. A, we didn't find out about, uh, we didn't find out they weren't going anywhere. Uh, I was wondering if we were going to lose more than one person of the of the main crowd from The Walking Dead. Uh, no, we did not. Uh, it was a really intense scene when we uh, when we lost her. Although you know, by the end, it's like you know, good riddance. Get out, Get it over with. Okay, we're tired of her anyway. Now I have, by the way. Since uh, Homeboy from The Walking Dead poo-pooed my idea of how to end Walking Dead, my my idea of how to end Walking Dead, I have come up with two new ways to end the Walking Dead series. One uh, was, uh, you know, my wife's idea, but she stole it from a, a movie. Which is actually not a bad idea, though. I, I told her that's a good idea. And the other was mine. Now, I'm hesitant to tell you how what I think because the last time I did that on the air, then everybody stole my idea. And then, the you know, Mr. Head of Walking Dead, who can decide all that stuff, decided, no, we can't do that. Somebody else thought of it. So, you know, I'm kind of hesitant. But I may. So I was thinking, which is a frightening thought in itself anyway. Yeah, yeah. That, you know, plus the Walking Dead. We gotta wait till February now. Man, come on. We couldn't have a Christmas special or something. We couldn't have created a Walking Dead Christmas special. I'm telling you, AMC. You had some big numbers. You would have had some tremendous numbers for a Christmas Walking Dead. Come on, come on. Make it happen. You still got time. Pull them out. Bring them in. Call them in. Let's go. It'll take you a week, maybe a week and a half. Let's go. If you can't get it done in a week, shut that thing down. So my original idea was that Rick were to wake up in the hospital room, kind of like, uh, you know, Wizard of oz And, you know, the family would be all around because in the first episode he gets shot, right, and goes in the hospital. And that's what saves him because he's in the hospital and, and the world is all going to hell. So uh, I thought that he would wake up and the whole family would be around him. But, see, my idea was... That not so much the uh, Wizard of Oz, but he would wake up and he would realize that it was all a dream. Except then you would look up at the television and you would see the world starting to go to hell. The beginning of it. I know. 
I know. Tremendous. But they said no. Now, I would think that the one way that you could end it would be that they, you know, at the end, they've all got to die, right? You've got the spinoff series, so you've got to, you know, and the spinoff series, we were told, are not going to be, are going to be different and separate from the original. So you're not probably not going to have any of the original people in it. Uh, so you're going to kill them off, right? I mean, you got to, you got to, they got to die, go away. So the only way to tie them all together is at least one person, right? And Rick's kind of old and, you know, as far as, uh, for years to come down the line. So, but you still have the baby, right? And the baby, so at the end they could have the big battle and, uh, you know, they all die and then the baby's there left by itself and then the final scene is someone just swooping up the baby and taking it away. Huh? The end. So that you know that, you know, life continues. Now, my wife think, took that to the kind of like the uh, World War Z kind of thing where the baby is the cure and the answer. So that they find out, and we haven't really found out yet because remember uh, Michonne was fighting with the baby on her back. Right and against the zombies, the baby hasn't been out with the walkers yet. So the baby is kind of like the World War Z kind of thing. So that when you you know you could you, if you have the baby in front of you, the walkers just clear around you. Huh? Come on. So that could be the end too, where the baby is the cure, when the baby is walking. The end is the baby. You know the baby is the cure going through, uh, you know, a herd. The end. The walking dead. Okay. You're welcome, walking dead. It's out there now. It's out there. I gave it to you. I gave it to you for free. All Now, I don't, all I want is re- in return, I want to be a walker in one of your shows. In one of the original series shows. Not, uh, I don't want to be a walker in a spinoff from a Dingleberry from Pennsylvania. No. I want to be a walker from the my homeboys in Georgia, okay? Okay? And now we found out last week, too, right? Uh, What's-her-face was uh, started off in Dallas. So we know she came from Dallas, came across the south. So I mean, with, they're starting to involve a little bit bigger, more of the country. I love it. And now all I want is the Walking Dead Christmas special. My gosh, why don't we have that? That would have been so tremendous. Why am I not? Oh, what the heck? You've been so tremendous. For the Walking Dead Christmas Festival. You know what would be tremendous? Oh, no, not that song. All right. All right. Just break. I can't even find the Walking Dead music. What the heck? This is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Jeff Fisher Show. All right. Now I want the Christmas special from The Walking Dead. Why is that not being, why is that not happening? Maybe I, I'll tell you what, AMC, listen, seriously, I'm willing. I'm willing to be a consultant for your show. I am. All you do, call me. Call me. If That's all. I'll be a consultant. Because now I'm telling you, 
The Walking Dead Christmas special, huge. You could run AMC. You could run the. You could run Walking Dead from here to Doomsday on Christmas Eve and Christmas. And so the people, we everybody would tune in. You'd get sick of uh, you know Santa needs a wife on Hallmark for the eighth time. So you'd flip over and catch a little Walking Dead. And Christmas night, lie, new Walking Dead. Come on, Christmas special. Now you look at Twitter and <laughs> you can tweet me at Jeffy MRA. But uh, they uh, people want to like the Santa Walker. Uh, we I've heard uh, I've heard from uh, uh, some of the workers in New York want the Jesus zombie. I'm not that evil. Okay, I don't want the Jesus zombie. But. The Christmas special, Walking Dead, where they at least try to grab on to what little bit they have of the past because the new world is over. Now, Rick is already gone. He is surpassed. The past is gone, Jack. Don't, I mean, he does, he's a killing machine and he's a surviving machine now, which I'm not sure that he actually realizes, uh, you know, the future. He's, I'm not quite sure he's in that middle ground of we're just surviving which kind of sucks um but at least if they had a little christmas you know just a little something a little something it's christmas and what could remind them of christmas is maybe a santa walker and we kill a santa walker and then all of a sudden it's oh that's right it's christmas and so we board up in a building and we have a little christmas Right? A little remembrance, a little Christmas. And maybe, you know, maybe one of the one of the teams says, uh, I'm Jewish. All right, so put up a you know, here, go over there, light your candles. Whatever. But I mean you have a little Christmas. It'd be tremendous. Come on. You know I'm right. You know you want the Walking Dead Christmas. AMC, make it happen. Make it happen. AMC, make it happen. Walking Dead Christmas. Christmas. And I don't want the Jesus zombie. I mean, I know Florida let the, the satanic temple put in their little display of burning flames and the angel over the flames. And the, Come on. Come on, Florida. What are you doing? They just let, they're letting anyone in, which is kind of sad. Because you look down and when you see that they ha- actually have uh, the Church of Flying Spaghetti Monster, stop it. Florida, stop it. Just pull everybody out and say, you know what, that's enough. Uh, we don't want to have any of it, okay? Because uh, the Satanic Temple, uh, Happy Christmas from the Satanic Temple at the Florida Capitol, a little much, a little much. But AMC, Walking Dead Christmas Special. On Christmas, marathon of all the Walking Deads a day or two in advance, build up to it, promo it. Then, yeah, it's Christmas night, 9 o'clock. The Walking Dead Christmas special. Make it happen, AMC. Make it happen. Nah, I'll just wait until February. They don't even listen to me. What am I talking about? I'm still laughing about some Santa sitting on the toilet because he forgot to spray some spray in it. Give me a break.
All right, so we got so much more to get to uh, on the Blaze Radio Network. Michael Pelka, I'm sure he can't wait to come on after this show. Huh? I know if I was up next, I'd be happy. I'll tell you that. <laughs> This is the Jeff Fisher Show, only on the Blaze Radio Network. The experiment was a success. Begin Life Force Reboot Program now. Stand clear. Life signs stable. It's alive. Set it loose. This is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Hello. Welcome to the Blaze Radio Network, the Jeff Fisher Show. Immediately following this broadcast, Mike Opelka and his broadcast, Pure Opelka. Then we do a little bit of Glenn Beck Weekend. Rewind the week for you with Glenn. Chris Salcedo live after that. Mike Slater live. Joe Pags live. All your Saturday on the Blaze Radio Network. Now, okay, sure. We're still protesting Mike Brown. Okay, sure. We're protesting Eric Garner. Okay, sure. We've got got ISIS going on still. All right, sure. Got immigration reform coming on. Hey, all right, fine. Oh, yeah, you got Department of Justice coming on. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. President Obama lied. Yeah, I got it. He lied. People are just now figuring out he lied about lying. Really? No kidding. Where have I heard that before? I don't know. But if you ask yourself, when you watch the footage of these humans protesting, running down the streets, throwing trash in the streets, chanting all for Eric Garner, Mike Brown, no justice, no peace, no justice, no tree. We want justice. What do we want? Justice. When do we want it? Now. Uh-huh. Ever ask yourself, I wonder how they pay for that. Because I couldn't do that. I have too much to do. I have a family to take care of. I have mouths that I'm responsible for to feed. With creating some kind of work that creates income to purchase goods and services to make sure that I and my family are as comfortable as we can possibly be. But how do these people get away with all of that? Because I'm telling you two things. One. Block my way, shut down a highway. When I'm coming to work, I may slow down, but I'm going through. 
me. I'm not. I watched some of the footage of them holding hands, and the entire road has just stopped. No. No. I will slow down and do my very best not to turn you into a speed bump, but I'm going forward. Okay? I'm in an automobile. Get out of the road. I do not want to hurt anyone. Ever. But I want to get where I'm going. That's the whole point of not being able to, you know, block traffic, commerce, that kind of thing. That's why we have emergency vehicles and rescue vehicles and police and fire so that when that happens, we can clear it out and keep people flowing and commerce happening. That's what America is. But I ask myself, how do these people survive? I mean, don't they have jobs? Well, apparently not. I'm looking at the welfare payout numbers. State by state. Welfare payout numbers. State by state. This is from the Cato Institute. How does your state rank? Now, this is uh, 13 states pay more than $15 an hour in welfare benefits. The highest welfare payout states pay more than $20 an hour. Okay, welfare benefits pay out more than full-time minimum wage job in at least 35 states. Now, that's for, you know, the family. I got it. Not just one person. Or it shouldn't be. Probably is in most some places. Well, let's take a look. Okay. How does your state rank? What's number one? Hawaii. They got $60,000. Are you kidding me? All right, let's take a look at the states that are protesting. New York. $43,000. Missouri, $22,000. They're only making, that's only $10 an hour. That's almost $11 an hour. That's embarrassing. No wonder they're pissed. Texas, oh, Texas is only $12,500. Six bucks an hour. Yeah. Idaho is $5 and $5.36 an hour. Woo, Idaho, step up to the plate, baby. $11,000. District of Columbia. $50,000. Massachusetts, $50,000. Uh, I got it. This is all pre-tax equivalent. I, I understand. I got it. It's okay. Don't get me wrong. It's okay. I don't I'm not, you know, I'm not putting the blame on anyone. Uh-huh. Maryland, 38,000. New Hampshire. I mean, all of these are over 30 thousand dollars oregon california maryland new hampshire vermont rhode island new jersey new york connecticut massachusetts uh, district of columbia hawaii those are all above thirty thousand dollars and massachusetts district of columbia fifty thousand hawaii sixty thousand wow over twenty thousand almost everybody's over twenty thousand right you got uh Nevada, Minnesota, Delaware, Washington, North Dakota, Pennsylvania, New Mexico, Montana, South Dakota, Kansas, Michigan, Alaska, Ohio, North Carolina, West Virginia, Alabama, Indiana, Missouri, Oklahoma, Louisiana, South Carolina, all of those over $20,000. 
Arizona. Well, it's all everybody's over ten grand. Uh, Arizona's fifteen thousand, and then Wisconsin, Virginia, Colorado, Nebraska, Iowa, Georgia, fourteen. Utah, Maine, Illinois, Kentucky, thirteen. Florida, Texas, Arkansas, Tennessee, twelve. Mississippi, Idaho, eleven thousand dollars. Yeah. I would it's a surprise. It is a surprise to me that so many people have dropped out of the workforce. I mean, why wouldn't you drop out of the workforce? Why wouldn't you drop out of the workforce? That is amazing. I'll tweet the Cato Institute report uh, from last year, uh, 2013, with the numbers. Uh, it's amazing. It's really, really amazing. Uh, into 2014. Um, that's where the people have the time. So you got no job, and it's free money. And it's free money. It's free money. But the people who are working to pay your free money, you shouldn't stop them from going to do that. Because if that makes them mad, then they're not going to be more upset about paying you to block them. And that's what you're doing. right? We're paying them to block our way to work. Huh? It doesn't make any sense. Well, and I know a lot of people have talked about revolution and they think, you know, it could be revolution. They want revolution. They just want to tear it down. The anarchists, you know, they want to tear it all down. They just want to tear it down. They really don't have a plan for building anything back up, but they need to tear it down. Okay, well, that doesn't really work, does it? I mean, there's got to be something in the end. You can't just tear it all down. I mean, you can. You obviously can and they want to, and they're trying, and they're doing, a, you know, they're they're doing their best. But when you talk about revolutions, and you know, they everybody, a lot of people talk about the, you know, the Russian Revolution, and you know, eh, you know, they were starving. Are we starving in the U.S. yet? I don't think so. A lot of fat people. A lot of people even working out hard, looking good, eating what they want. They're able to have choices. Go to the store and have choices of food. I can eat good. I can eat bad. I can eat sugar. I can eat non-sugar. I can eat processed. I can eat non-processed. So there's still hope left in America. Still hope, right? We still have all kinds of hope. Oh, my gosh. The, uh, The number one hope is the lottery. Never mind the number one hope of having a better future for your family and your children and and hope that uh, your life will mean something. The hope is a lottery. Until you get people not wanting to win the lottery, hope is still there. People still want to win the lottery and, and go away from it all. Yeah, one, two million. What are you going to get? A new car. You could probably get that before you won the two million. No. No, 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 no. I can't get a new car unless I win millions of dollars from the lottery. Okay. That doesn't make a lot of sense to me, but I get it. Okay. If that's what you want, that's what you want. 
And I'll tell you, when you start breaking things down, you know why we're not going to have a revolution here? Same reason they're having a tough time in Syria. You saw the story earlier in the week where the young French people want to come home now. They They joined ISIS. They did. They joined ISIS. And then, it's really cold here, Mom. I'm fed up to the back teeth. My iPod doesn't work out here. I've got to come home. I've got to come home. All they want me to do is, I'm sick of it. They make me do the washing. That's it. I've got to do the washing. I've cleaned weapons. I've moved bodies or killed fighters. Winter is beginning. It's getting hard here in Syria, okay? Fighting for the jihad is hard. I want to come home so I can be in in my room with my iPad, please. There's not going to be a revolution. This is The Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. The Jeff Fisher Show is on. Yes, it is. 888-900-3393 is the phone number. Then Puro Pelka, Michael Pelka, at StuntBrain on Twitter. Glenn Beck Weekend, Chris Salcedo, Mike Slater, Joe Peggs, all on the Blaze Radio Network. Then weekdays, of course, Doc and Skip, Glenn Beck, Buck Sexton, Jay Severin, Pat and Stu. My, my gosh. My gosh, on Sundays you've got David Barton. And Bill Handel, and Gun Talk, and Hollywood Talk, and more money talk. I mean, you, there's no why. There's no no point. No point in just lock the dial in, lock that internet connection in. Doesn't work as well as lock the dial in, but lock it in. All right, look. I want to be clear. I am not advocating running over protesters. I really am not. I think it's just, I see, uh, there's some funny tweets, uh, at, uh, Jeffy MRA, uh, makes me kind of, you know, talking about, uh, running them down and, uh, get out of the way. And, uh, the locomotive cattle catchers and they're talking about snow plow. <laughs> One good idea though, from at, James B. Ham, James in Alabama, uh, loud air horns. No, not, well, it is an air horn, but it's a train horn. A friend of mine put a train horn on the bottom of his truck. That thing is loud. That is a tremendous idea. And up close, it is deafening and a little scary. It catches you off guard. I love that thing so much. And he was, I mean, all right. So I laughed at this, okay, but I I didn't really think it was funny because it was scaring people, and I'm not for that at all. So don't think that I was laughing at people. We would go out and be driving around, and then you'd kind of go by a a bus stop where people were sitting sitting on the bench. And just as you make the turn in front of the bus stop, you hit that air horn. Oh, my gosh. Let's just say people would jump. So that's a tremendous idea, James. 
Got to get a train horn on the cars because they will move out of the way with those bad boys. No question. I scared the – I was used borrowing his truck one day, and uh, I pulled up in front of my in-law's house in the street, you know, like in front of the driveway. And my, my kids were coming down the driveway, and I hit that thing. <laughs> <laughs> I thought Max was going to, I think Max did go to the sky. I think he just flew up into the sky and then immediately came back down. <laughs> I kid turned white. That thing is loud, man. So that's a tremendous idea. A train horn on the bottom of your, oh my gosh. They will move with that bad boy. They will get out of the way and scare the crap out of them. That's a great idea. Now, other, but you know, look. Here's the deal. We saw, you know, the one guy that, you know, he gets tries to get out and they're blocking the way and they beat him with a hammer. We saw a, a couple years ago, what was it? A guy tried to drive through a crowd like that and ended up driving over someone but got out of there because they were beating on, your, on his car. Look, if someone gets hurt, if you're driving through a crowd like that and someone gets hurt, my philosophy would be get out of there. It's just me. If you want to stop and get out and talk to them and try to get, you know, make it right, go ahead. Good luck. But my philosophy would be that I'm getting out of there. I'm going to I'm going to I'm not getting out of my car and I'm not stopping. If I run over someone and that is, would be horrific in itself, I would find the closest police department and turn myself in and say, "Look, I was here. It was a big crowd. They're beating on my car. I was scared for my life. I got out of there. I think I ran someone over. I'm probably, you know, you probably have video cameras everywhere. You can check it out. But I'm here. I'm not trying to, you know, say I didn't do it. But I was scared for my life, and I got out of there. And so, you know, you make it right. I'm not saying just plow through a crowd and go home. But what does the... Violence, the protest violence and the blocking of commerce and travel, what does it get you? I don't I, I don't understand. I really don't. I'm really confused. I don't understand what it gets you. Other than hardworking people disliking you. I told the story yesterday on radio about my mother-in-law uh, in New York on a subway the evening that Martin Luther King was assassinated. Now, she was fresh you know, from Ecuador, but she, you know, looked white. Looks like a you know your typical white woman on a on a subway, and a crowd of black people just beat the crap out of her almost to death. And another guy was stabbed, trying to break it up. And what does that what does that get? What does that get? That gets two people, and maybe more, upset at and you. Okay, so you don't want to blame all black people, right? All black people aren't bad. No, no, they're not. Absolutely, they're not. Just that crowd on the subway was bad. Okay? Who was that crowd? How do you recognize that crowd? What makes that crowd different? I don't know. You tell me. You tell me what makes that crowd different. You tell me what that crowd did to win someone over. They won no one over. All they did was perpetuate the hate and perpetuate beliefs that people are out of control. 
And that's what's happening around the country right now. And I don't, I, you know, I'm all for the protesting. I get it. We have to, we need to make people aware of things. And sometimes it takes a, a bullhorn to make people aware of things. Sometimes it takes a train horn to make people aware of things. But the violence and the hurting of the people, that doesn't do anything but just perpetuate the hate. <laughs> I understand it. The Jeff Fisher Show. The Blaze Radio Network. Yes, I am. So, when you're out and about walking on the streets and you see a little thing on the ground, uh, a little oblong thing with a little cord sticking out in it, do you think to yourself, oh my God, that could be a bomb? Or do you just kind of kick it and say, I wonder what that is? And you kind of kick it and move on or you kick it to the curb or you give it a little touch with your foot you go, oh, I wonder what that is. You pick it up, you throw it away. Well, in San Diego, a suspicious metal device. They call. They locked it down. The federal courthouse lock it down. Calls in the bomb squad. They showed up. I. They got all dressed up. Walked up to the oblong egg-shaped aluminum piece of equipment with a cord coming out of it, leading to a small plastic box that contained a battery. I'm not sure who the bomb squad detective was, but we'll say we'll call him Joe. Joe turned around and said, never mind. It's just a... (sighs) Don't worry about it at all. Because uh, it's just a sexual device. Don't worry about it. Ah, it's just a little sex toy. Get out of here. Open this place back up again. Seriously, we call the bomb squad for the sex toy on the ground. That even it doesn't even th- it doesn't even look like it's a sex toy really. Knoblog egg show. I mean, I can, I get it. I got it. I got what it is. I got it. Okay. And I know what. <laughs> if you're getting ready to go to jail and you're going to the federal courthouse, what more do you want but the sexual toy in your pants? I got it. But it happens all the time. I guess we have to shut it down if people think it's if they're worried as the courthouse. I got it. But really, come on. If you're walking in a building and you're, you see something on the ground, first of all, does it even affect you? I mean, maybe if it's moving a little bit, you go, oh, I wonder what the heck that is. Give it a little kick. Yeah, weird. You keep going. Or you give it a little kick and go, man, you think they could have thrown that thing away instead of just throwing it on the ground and keep going. You don't call the bomb squad. Come on, you think somebody, somebody at the courthouse, one of the security guards at the courthouse looks at it and goes, what the hell, and picks it up and looks at and click, gives it a little click and says, that, that, just throw that thing away. That's somebody's sex toy. That's my girlfriend's. Can we call the bomb squad? Come on. No, we don't. Then I see a story. I mean, they've busted people all the time. They, they shut down courthouses all the time for boxes of clothes and a suitcase of this and a bag. They shut down. I remember once in Tampa, they shut down the courthouse because there was a bag 
an unknown bag with something in it on the stairs. It was some homeless guy that had toothpaste and a bit of beer in it. Stop it. Somebody, please. So, some security. And I know that, this, uh, you know what, I say this, and then tomorrow some security guards, he thought it was just a bag full of toothpaste and beer, and when he picked it up, it blew up. I got it. It's a horrible thing. we got to be careful. I know. I know. But the odds are with you. The odds are forever in your favor, okay, that it's not a bomb, that it actually is just a sex toy somebody threw out that they didn't want to take through security, <laughs> okay? And they probably didn't throw it in the trash because they were hoping maybe when they came out and they didn't have to go to jail going into the federal courthouse, they could bend down and pick it back up again, take it home and wash it off with a little soap and water and still have their sex toy, okay? Instead, bomb squat. <laughs> Unbelievable. And so then I look at this story. Why is this story, this story that I'm going to tell you right now, why is the story? This should have been my idea. This is, it's not really a million dollar idea, but it is a tremendous idea. So the female sex dolls, the real dolls, you know about them, right? Okay. If you don't, they're called real dolls. Look them up. They're anywhere from five to $12,000. Okay. And you can get them a hair color, change it all in real dolls and you can get male and female, whatever. And, you know, their cost upgrades, all that stuff. Look it up. Real, the real doll. They've been around for a long time. Think how much money you could have saved with that real doll instead of getting married. Anyway, the uh, fashion photographer, Stacy Lee, 12 dolls, and she does a whole photo shoot with the real dolls. Why? I mean, they're just the real doll. She gets, she's going to have art gallery showings. You know she is. She's going to win awards for these stupid pictures. Should have been my idea. I mean, it, some of them look kind of weird, and a, little, a little off, because you know they're not human, a little off. But for most, the most part, it's very fascinating. Uh, you know, the, the poses that she's putting them all human-like, it's really kind of fascinating, should have been my idea. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying is it should have been my idea, okay? So, Stacey Lee, congratulations. You came up with a tremendous idea. I don't know that's a million-dollar idea, but it's a good one. Now... How many times have you said to yourself, you know, I really want to change. I want to change. You want to change. You want to be something else. Well, okay, Brian Little, psychologist at the University of Cambridge, just published a new book called Me, Myself, and Us. I started going through it the other day. But the main part of it is that uh, he proposes that you are who you are by the age of 30. And you're not going to change. Now, by saying not going to change, he does leave it out. Okay. Uh, he calls your personality plaster. And by 30, that plaster is set. And it's not going to be soft enough to mold again. Now, he bases this research on a, uh, this research that a psychologist studied these identical twins back in the 1800s. So I'm just now going through the book, and we'll see if there's anything fa other fascinating things in it. However, uh, they say that uh, even though your personality is set in stone, you can act against your nature. But it's going to take a lot of energy, perseverance, to develop at what he calls new habits. Well, oh my gosh, that's exactly what, you know, Okay, this is not a paid commercial, but I just found it funny that it's Dr. Anderson's Habits of Health, right? I mean, that's you can change. It just takes some work. 
to change and make a habit stick, right? Because, look, habits are what? Habits, uh, 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 who, what is a habit? A constant companion. Greatest helper or your heaviest burden. Push you onward or drag you down to failure. Completely at your command. Half the things you do, you might just as well turn over to me. I'll, I'll tell you what. Let me read you. I'll read you the whole thing. And you tell me who I am. Okay? Who am I? Constant companion. Greatest helper or your heaviest burden. I'll push you onward or drag you down to failure. I am completely at your command. Half the things you do, you might just as well turn over to me. And I will be able to do them quickly and correctly. I am easily managed. You must merely be firm with me. Show me exactly how you want something done, and after a few lessons, I will do it automatically. I am the servant of all great men, and alas, of all failures as well. Those who are great, I have made great. Those who are failures, I have made failures. I am not a machine, though I work with all the precision of a machine, plus the intelligence of a man. You may run me for profit or run me for ruin. It makes no difference to me. Take me. Train me. Be firm with me, and I will put the world at your feet. Be easy with me, and I will destroy you. Who am I? A habit. A habit. So you can change. You just have to work at it a little bit. Maybe you pour a little water on that plaster and change just a little bit. And how do you pour a little water on that? <laughs> Simple to lose.com. Simple the number two lose.com. And it's just that simple. Here we go. This is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Show. Welcome to it. 888-900-3393 is the number. Michael Pelka coming up right after this broadcast in mere moments from now. Then we do a little Glenn Beck weekend. Chris Salcedo, Mike Slater, Joe Pags, all the rundown on Saturday on the Blaze Radio Network. Thank you for joining us. We appreciate it. Don't forget, hey, ChristmasOnline1791.com, AmericanDreamLabs.com. Go to Glenbeck.com slash store. And, you know, we thank you very much. But there's some tremendous products on there. So if you're going to buy some stuff, hey, buy it from us. Buy it from us. And then maybe I'll get my ghost drone for Christmas and, you know, I can deliver them to you. That's not going to happen really, but it sounds good because I really want a ghost drone for Christmas. That's all I want for Christmas. That's all I want. I just want a ghost drone. I want a ghost drone with cameras. That's all I want. That's all I want. It's my new song, too. It's not the Hillary song. Don't get me started on the Hillary country song. But it's all I want for Christmas is a ghost drone. Okay? Now, I told you about the real doll picture shoot. Listen, that's capitalism right there. Photographer comes up with an idea, takes the picture. She's going to make some money, right? Puts it online, all of it. Has a big art gallery show, everything. Now, the National Institute for Health grant money. You know why? You know why grant money is good. Grant money is good because grant money means you don't have to produce crap. Okay, if you get study money, study money, you actually have to come up with something. You, they give you money and you say, okay, here's money to go study 
uh, if toenails will grow outside if, if within the first 10 years of your life or whatever. It's some stupid study. Okay. You have to produce something at the end of that and say, we studied 200 people's toenails outside in the rain, in the sun, in the, you know, you have to come up with something. You have to create something. Grant money. You don't have to create crap. Okay. Grant money is free money. Here, go study this. Go study your toenail thing. Go ahead. And, you know, whatever happens, happens. Here's your money. So the National Institute of Health grant, $466,642. They granted that to the Maggie Women's Research Institute. And it's, I love the way this is worded, to study. Okay, this, so this research institute can study the sexual habits of obese girls, including how often they have sex, why they are less likely to use protection when they do. Now. The Institute of Health granted grant money. You can go study that, but they really don't need to come up with anything. However, the obese girls uh, consistently report having fewer dating and sexual experiences, but more sexual risk behaviors, i.e. condom non-use, once they are sexually active. Money from the 2014 study. Oh, maybe this is a study. Oh, it's a study for them, but they got grant money from them. Okay, so they have to produce some kind of paper. Money from the 2014 study will also be used to see how race plays into the sex life of girls. Finally, by exploring how relationship experiences differ among African-American and white adolescent girls, our approach acknowledges that cultural differences in beauty norms exist and are important. The study will compare sexual relationships between obese girls and non-obese girls. The grant spent about 170000 on a similar study last year that examined how being lesbian or gay affects a person's weight and health. Findings from the few studies examining weight disparities among adults suggest that lesbian women are more likely to be overweight or obese compared to their heterosexual peers. Though less is known about gay men and bisexuals, the studies continue to go on. Stop it. Stop it. That's all I'm saying. Just stop it. Our military, if you're not embarrassed, if you're not embarrassed by this government yet, you should be. I just looked at a couple of headlines and I immediately got pissed and that's why I try not to do these stories on this show. I try to have a little bit of fun and do some other stories because these stories pissed me off so much. It's embarrassing. Okay, so if you're not pissed that we've nominated and voted in ambassadors to countries that don't speak the language, that know nothing about those countries, and we're going to send them there to represent the United States of America, if you're not pissed about that, because that's an embarrassment, and if I'm those countries, I'm pissed that you don't think enough of me to at least send a person from your country that has just a little bit of caring about this country. Just a little bit. Their great-great-grandfather was born here. They've got a dirt in a bowl that their grandma picked up on a vacation. Something. And then we hear, oh, I, I, thought, I heard the story that uh, we went after one of the prisoners. We went after him and we couldn't get him. They'd moved him. Whatever. I thought, why are we announcing that? 
the hell good does that do that we announce it? Hey, we screwed up. <laughs> because that's that's our president's idea of, hey, I tried to do something, but it didn't work out. Our military sucks. Well, now we find out that the American journalist Luke Summers killed Friday during the desperate attempt of the U.S. commandos to free him. So once again, our commandos screwed up, and we're going to tell you about it. We tried to get him. Hey, we couldn't get him, so they killed him. Sorry. And now, all we hear about is people in the military getting sexually assaulted, and they've dropped, and they've gone up, and we've got more, and over six, you know, thousands of people are saying they've been raped in the military. Embarrassing. Embarrassing. I, all right, I got to take a breath. Take a breath. Michael Pelko coming up next on the Blaze Radio Network. I'll try not to get upset. Relax. Take it easy. Take a breath. I got to go back to my... Maybe I'll go back to my last week and just breathe. Just breathe. Just breathe. Oh, my gosh. I forgot to change clothes today, too. What am I doing? I'm not going to wear this all day. Embarrassing. This is the Jeff Fisher Show. Only on the Blaze Radio Network.